What's up everybody, Kevin Wagstaff here, one of the founders of Spectora. This is episode two of a two-part series with George Scott. If you didn't listen to episode one, go back and find it. Um, This is the second part of our two-part interview uh, because we went on for well over an hour and a half. But this is the second part and we dive into a lot of good stuff here again. Just such a, a humble and giving person that has grown a really special company um, and we're fortunate that he's based here locally. So we actually met him face to face, met his team, but we did the interview over the phone. So I apologize if the audio didn't come through uh, as good as it could have, but I hope you enjoy part two of George Scott. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to jump back to something you mentioned earlier about working with family. Um, A lot of inspectors do work with a spouse, uh, you know, a daughter, a son, Do you have any advice for those that currently work with family in our business or are thinking about hiring family uh, based on your experience? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm thrilled to work with my family. Um, Our, our team, we have my wife, which I've talked about. My, our daughter works with us and our son. And, but furthermore, we, try to treat everybody on the team equally. And I'm, you know, I would say I'm not a huge proponent of companies that say we treat our employees like family. I think for the most part that goes into my, my bullshit category. (laughs) Uh, um, Only because of the way they say that and then they don't back it up. Right. Right. I I like the concept of the team. I I think the team is is equated to a sports team all working toward the same goal. And I think when you have clearly defined roles and clearly defined missions and goals, I think it makes it really easy for people to get on board whether they're true blood relative or someone you've who's discovered you and has joined your team and you take them in like true team or a family if you're going to say you're a family then you better back it up with full treatment of everybody and we try like hell to do that we pay the highest rates that we can we take care of people if problems come up and they need time off or something goes wrong life life happens and yeah we are super understanding of that and we just try to support each other and celebrate the good times and help each other through struggles and i don't know if you want to call that a family or a team but and it in terms of your specific blood relatives and working with direct family, I think it's so important that you have clear defined goal of objectives for each person, like clear role. And you don't put people and family right away above anybody. You, everybody has to work to get to where they are and has to, started at the bottom when our son Chris joined he was started at some of the basic services we offer and built up from there and earned his certification and and he's grown into the role that he's in and he wasn't just dropped into a role so he 
followed the same path that anybody that joined us did. Uh, and we've given opportunities to anybody on our team that wanted it, that, that showed initiative and said, hey, I can do that, let's do it. And we, we let them run with it and support them. And I think when you act like a team or a family, you gotta live it for every person and not just those that are literal family to you. I love that. I love, I'm a big team guy. Um, you know, having played, played basketball my whole life, played college basketball, I play volleyball now. And it's like that team energy, that dynamic is very powerful. And like it, some people I think discount it or underestimate it, but I think it, it just yields good feelings, which lead to good habits, which lead to good results. And so, um, I could, I could talk for an hour on, on team being a good teammate. <laughs> uh, I know it. One of my favorite books, I love reading, but one of my favorite books back in the day too was that what Rick Pitino, the college basketball coach, he had that book, Success is a Choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just devoured that book. <laughs> Dog-eared all over. And I, I, I rewrote sections of it and condensed it down until I had like this one sheet that had his top 10 list in it. And I still have it. I'm looking at it right now. This is something I printed like 20 years ago. And it's still taped up and hanging on the side of my desk. And I love that team concept and, and just supporting each other and all having the same goals and that cycle that you go through every year of recreating your goals and going after the championship this year. I and mean, I love the team concept. You know, just you saying that strikes, you know, struck a chord in me of, of realizing that, you know, the more of these interviews we do and, you know, we talk with some of the biggest multis in the country and a common theme is that they, they read quite a bit. And so I think like, you know, Donna free, the Donna Frios of the world, the George Scott's of the world, they seem to read books outside of maybe just one particular niche or interest. And it just helps gives you a different perspective. I, and it makes me feel like I need to read more because <laughs> I read some, but uh, you know, you talk to a guy like Joey Donofrio, he's, oh, he's picking up a book every other week. Um, but I think that's for anyone that is thinking about wanting to grow to that point, we can maybe link to some books that you would recommend too. But, um, but yeah, that just made me think of that when you said you've mentioned a couple now books that you've read where you've got gained some big life changing insights from. That's a good one. We, you know, that'd be a good blog post i'm always thinking of a new blog post topic because it's always so hard to come up with topics <laughs> right right like top 10 uh books for home inspectors or something oh i'd love it that'd be fun uh that one yeah, they, that i just finished that's really good if anybody's interested if you're a multi-inspector and you're running is that daniel pink that new book he wrote called drive it's actually Ooh. i think a few years old i've heard of that talks about motivating people and what's at the core of of motivation and getting beyond the carrot and stick approach and into what really drives people it's really cool it's a good one how about this you create that list by the time this airs and then i'll link to it from the the description so everyone can get to it okay we'll have to throw a seth godin in there something some marketing and uh, yeah, we could come up with that list pretty quick. <laughs> I, I just listened to Seth Godin on the Tim Ferriss podcast, and he's another brilliant marketing mind um, that just 
articulates himself so well. Oh, he, I could read if there was, if you, although I wouldn't probably wouldn't need marketing books if you were stranded on a desert Island, but <laughs> if you were, and you just had like a month to chill on an Island somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'd read all of his. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a new one out. Uh, that's kind of a collection of, it's called, this is marketing. And it's just almost, like taking all of his best ideas over the years of purple cow and everything and digesting it all into one book. And I just started on it and it's really good. So that's a good one. I have a funny oh, this year. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I have a funny story about him real quick is that I, I listened to one of his audiobooks and it resonated with me and I, I got so much from it that um, I just shot him an email. I think I had just some, either some small question or I told him thank you or something. And he wrote back like within a couple hours and I was just like, Holy shit, this is, this guy speaks across the world. He was written 20 books and he just emailed me back. I was like, yeah, sure thing. You know, um, that's cool. I believe it. You know, if you read his blogs and stuff, I mean, he seems like he speaks right to you. He's got that gift and you know, you can just read stuff and you're like, yeah, that's it. Uh, we're going to do that. <laughs> Everybody in the company knows my daughter's always saying, Oh, George has got ideas. And I'm always churning, thinking of the next thing we can do and the next service and the next product. And then what, what's next on in front of us. And, uh, but yeah, Seth's always good for a few ideas to come away and really, try some stuff and see what sticks. So that's a good segue. Speaking of trying things, one thing we, we gathered when you were here at the office was like, wow, George is a forward thinking innovator. They're a technology driven company. Um, which obviously is part of the reason why I think we connected in the first place and uh, you know, with you using Spectora now, but tell us just your company's philosophy, dig in a little more to that. Um, with maybe even some specifics of tools that you guys use and kind of your process for, Hey, let's try a different way to solve this problem with say radon monitors or scheduling logistics, whatever it is. Um, and just kind of how you guys look at streamlining things. Cause I think your company to me is one of the top couple that I've come into contact with where I'm blown away by how much technology you guys are thinking about and using. Um, and, that, and sometimes we're even like, oh, crap, they gave us an idea. And usually it's the other way around. So, um, well, yeah. We'll trade some features. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we have some secret. We, we don't. We just, but we do understand the power of technology. And, you know, I think I've always been a little geeky on that front. And, um, <laughs> electronics background and things and so you're always kind of thinking with the latest gadgets and stuff and uh but i i think you begin to realize there's a difference between difference between thinking around the latest gadget and actually having a tool that helps with the productivity of your company <laughs> I, yes I when, if you're a one-man guy obviously your first thing if you're a home inspector is you got to figure out how you're going to create your reports. And, and if you're starting tomorrow, well, that's easy. Just go to Spectora 
<laughs> appreciate that. Check that one off the list. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but you know, we've seen the evolution of these software programs from, I remember the first inspection world I went to, which was two years before I got into doing home inspections when I was just toying around with the idea of it. And the big thing then was all these binders. And I literally walked away thinking, what? Uh, you know, I was at Siemens, this technology company, and and I'm thinking, uh, no, there's no way I'm doing this job and carrying around boxes of free ring binders. I'm not doing it. And there was a few companies out there that had software tools or were beginning to, and they were computer-based. And the big thing then was tablets, and you you know you'd flip the screen and carry around this tablet and uh, and you know, use a stylus and try to help speed up the process. Then, and then you grabbed your digital camera, and then later on you merge them together. And I remember just a quick one before I get into modern technology. But when I first started, I thought I am going to be this forward technology person. So I picked this software program that I thought was was good and adaptable and I mashed it and made it into what I thought would be a good looking report. And then I had in my vehicle, I had this slide out uh, drawer system built. And in the back of my thing, it would pop open the hatch and I would slide out this thing. And there was a printer and an inverter that plugged into a cigarette lighter and paper and I had one of those comb, I literally, I had one of those comb binder, those punch machines, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I would take my photos on my digital camera and I would carry my tablet around and do the report as much as you could, use your auto comments or whatever. And then I would say to the buyers, I'm going to go put your report together. Give me like 15 minutes. You go ahead and look around the house. I'll be right back. And I would run out to the car, slide out my thing, turn on the inverter, get the printer warmed up, connect my camera with a cable, pour it over the pictures, quickly try to get them into the report, polish up a few comments. And then I would print the thing in color and then crunch it in the comb binder with the plastic cover on the front, slide everything back in, run into the house and walk in with this bound copy of a report in this comb bound thing and people were just floored that you could do that and that's amazing I, you're probably sweaty too just coming back oh, in it was sweat was so <laughs> you know if it was cold out the printer didn't want to work you'd have to print a few pages to get it kind of warmed up and, oh it was stressful and i did that for like a year or a year and a half and finally thought this is brutal. I'm just going to start emailing reports to people. This is crazy. But I did that. And it would technologically, it was at the time pretty forward. Most oh, guys definitely. We're doing that. Yeah. And so that was the start of things. And we, uh, what year was that? I, just, so, just for uh, reference, 2006, 2006. Okay. And we still I have, I think guys in the industry. <laughs> nice. I, cause I, I still hear of guys wanting to print on site and hand it over. Um, so, you know, 12 years, 13 years later, um, there's, that still happens. Guys, you gotta get out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you, stop. 
I tell you, you know, we're creatures of habit and we are, we do try to master processes. And when we find something that works, we tend to stick with it too, too long. We don't change easily. And I know a lot of inspectors that are still using the same process and it works for them. And the softwares they're using is, you know, they can't get new revisions anymore or <laughs> such nonsense. You know, it's like you, it's not that you want to change every week. I mean, our team, everybody on our team that listens to this will roll over laughing if I talk about the chat tools that we've used in our, in our, in our group and how many times we've changed chat tools to try to find that perfect one that works for us. Right. But you got to adapt and grow. And whether that's the tools in the company or your forward presentation to your clients and agents. And we worked this program we had before you guys to the nth degree and stretched it as far as we could. And we finally said, enough and we have to make the change and went out and evaluated all of inspection softwares and very quickly landed on Spectora and here we are. Awesome. Well, yeah, and we're, sorry. Yeah, we, we, and like, you're the type of company, I think with that mentality that pushes us that we love, um, you know, bouncing stuff off. And it's the kind of community we've built. And so I think like you're, you're definitely a leader, um, you know, whether you, you know, you're humble all the time, but whether you uh, admit it or not, I think um, a lot of folks can learn a thing or two um, by just being open and seeing date, looking at data, looking at efficiency, looking at process. Um, Because yeah, you guys clearly seem to be implementing that on a weekly basis. I think as a multi-inspector, it's more, you know, your inspection software, of course, is the core of because it's the tool you use to produce the product. The only product we produce is a report. And so it's so very important as the core tool you use. But then as soon as you go from one person to two or three or four, you have the problem of, internal communication and how best to do that then you have the problem of external communication and how to do that in an easy to do way and not just be forwarding gmail messages back and forth Uh, then you have the whole problem of how do you track all of your customers and your agents and what sort of marketing tools do you use and you can try to take all these consumer grade products like Gmail and Google calendar. And, and we did that for years to sort of use what's out there and free or cheap and, and, and try to bend them and, and shape them into something you need. But you find after a while, especially the more you grow, the more you, you just, you just bend those to the point where they're broken and, and you just find yourself using, a tool that was meant for a grocery shopping list to try to run your business. <laughs> you can't do it. So you, you, I think for any multi, one of the best things you can do is get a really solid internal communication platform. And you can go with something like Slack. That's a great one. It's really simple team communications and 
channels and inspector channels and and things that you can do and there's dozens of those types of products out there or you can go a step beyond that and do something that has internal chat but also has ways to track your goals and your tasks and your projects and 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 to be able to capture threaded things a little better than than what uh, a, a chat does uh, but you've got to come up with a really solid way to communicate. I mean, one of the things our inspectors would tell you if they, if they, if they were here, is one of the things we do really well is connect that team, so that when you're out there in the field and you are not on your own, you you come up against something that's an issue you've never seen before, or you're scratching your head on, you can just snap a quick picture, throw it in our in our chat tool and everybody on the team who's available for a quick reply is going to say, Oh, I've seen that. That's this, that's that. And that bond that the guys share because of this electronic medium, you can't replace that. You couldn't get together enough for face-to-face -face meetings to replace that quick responsiveness and, and helping one another to do their jobs, it's invaluable. So you have to do that. Is once you have your inspection software, if you don't do that next, you you it does that has to be step two. I love it, and I love that you mentioned Slack. Um, you know, I think even someone that's hiring one inspector, if you got two people, I think sometimes Slack uh, is a quick, efficient way to pop a picture in, to, to have a quick comment. Um, and so, yeah, we, another large multi-inspector company, we told them about Slack and a few weeks later they said, oh my gosh, this has changed the way we communicate. Um, cause they just weren't aware that it was that easy to use. Uh, we even tried to have spectorians be able to communicate through Slack to each other. Um, it didn't really take off. Um, still something I think the inspection industry, um, still needs to warm up to, but I would love it if across the country and world, people that use Vectora had a Slack channel to where they could pop something in real quick um, and say, Hey, anyone know, know what this is or have a comment or a question. Um, but I think Facebook groups kind of serve that purpose. Um, but not everyone's on Facebook. So. Yeah. Well, I agree with that from in, you know, broader company trying to connect disparate companies like that. You probably have to do something like Facebook book but in internal to a company whatever it is you choose whether it's slack we use Basecamp now just because it has more features beyond just the, the chat it allows us to track goals and track our objectives and have a management team that talks on topics and things um, but it works for us you know may not work for everybody um, but then the next thing once you develop uh, and you grow and you you know it's inevitable that you're going to have some type of customer service team or scheduling team that's helping you and you instantly find that everybody having their own individual Gmail accounts or, or email accounts is not going to work. You've got <laughs> some kind of external help desk type of, you, you get to our level and we're getting emails in and it's some agent email is still the primary communication tool it seems in business and so an agent will shoot us an email hey i need help from an inspector with this 
particular question on the report. I just don't understand the sentence or a client or something. And you've got to have a way to easily assign that to the inspector and know that they're going to, and you just can't rely on forwarding an email and hoping that it goes out into the ether and that it hopefully gets replied to. Right. Uh, you know, you got to have a means of visibility and tracking and knowing that it's been taken care of. And so some kind of a help desk software. And then, you know, if you evolve further and you start to develop a sales team and a marketing team, and you're really beginning to departmentalize as a larger company and you, which you naturally need to, then you got to start looking at a CRM, some kind of a customer relation management tool. And, you know, there's tons of those out there now and they, and they can help you keep track of agents and promotional activities and association involvement and email campaigns and try to get your hands around all that. And then you get to the point where you, you, you begin to figure out how to connect all these together. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where we are. We're at the stage where we have Spectora our inspection software. We have a scheduling tool, which we hope to replace with the Spectora scheduling tool. We have internal communication with Basecamp, external. We use this program called Front, which is stupendous for, for external communication and integrating chat and text and email all into one and assigning tickets to people and having inspectors answer them. And it's just amazing. Uh, and then we have a CRM and now we're learning how to use Zapier and all these tools to integrate the databases together and how to tie everything together and make sure you're communicating to where Chris on our team, he could spend the hour or two with you talking about this <laughs> you you know little things like you want to do something successful as any inspector keep track of the first time an agent uses you and on that first time they may have found you from their client finding you online through whatever google search and and if you can make a personalized phone call to that agent the first time and thank them for their business and see if they have any questions on the report and did you know we also do this did you know we do that did you need any help reading through the report or putting together the repair request list that first time agent follow-up you will have a friend for life if you do that but you got to have a means of identifying that and some technological means where those float to the top and they're right there in front of you saying, oh, here's my list of first-time agents for the day or for the week, and I'm going to sit down and call all these people and do a follow-up. But if you don't have that technology and you're spending hours just scouring through and trying to find this stuff, you're, it won't get done. Right. So that's where you've got to leverage these technologies to to your advantage and try to get them talking to each other and try to build out these systems. Otherwise you, you just will be drowning in that instead of doing your jobs and focusing on new products and services. That might be the single best 
piece of advice of this episode or, or we've ever had is I, I just wonder, you know, everyone can think to themselves out there, how many people do that? How many inspectors out there are actually calling the first time an agent uses them? Um, powerful stuff. And that's human connection. It's, you know, one-on-one something that's kind of a lost art. And so I think that's why it has so much value. It's hard to do to find the time, but you know, as you grow, you, you, you begin to departmentalize and you have a sales team and you have a marketing group and you have folks, you know, you can no longer just rely on word of mouth anymore. You got to keep the, the engine turning and, and you got to, you got to look forward and start planning those next moves and, and when the next hire is going to be and trying to get ahead of it and, and looking at your numbers and your metrics and, but that one single thing, so many of us, when we can make that human connection, then you got them. And unless you screw up badly somehow, you know, you can see through a lot, but if you can get to those first timers and build that connection, the odds are the next time they need an inspection, they're going to refer you. And the next time and the next time and you got them and you start building that network. And I would say to inspectors, if you think you're too busy to do this, reframe it in your own head of saying, am I too busy to grow my business? Am I too busy to double next year and hit my goals? Because this to me is at the foundation of that. And so it's, um, you know, in the early days of Spectora, of course I was busy. I had a million things to do, but I would call, get on the phone and call every single new sign up. Um, and that's just, it, it helps. Cool. Um, you've been doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been living it. I've lived it. Um, you know, you can't fake it. I think people appreciate a phone call. People appreciate you asking like, Hey, how was your experience? Like, Hey, how can we do better? How can I help you? Totally. Um, looking forward here. I'm curious of your perspective on this. Um, you know, you read economic, you know, we keep up with real estate news, of course, cause that's so tied to our industry. Um, are, do you guys look ahead or plan say if there is a real estate pullback or a recession or what, whatever the future economy holds, are there things you're doing or ways you're thinking about things to uh, insulate yourself, to uh, position yourself well for any rise in rates or real estate pullback? Yeah, I, I think we've always done it since day one. We, I, I personally believe that, one of the keys to our success has been diversification of our service offerings. And I, early on when we started the business, if you weren't is you know, it was really intuitive right away. Okay. I got 10 slots on my calendar, right? I can do morning and afternoon inspections. How am I going to fill 10 slots? And you know, after the first, week you do one and you're like well i'm not sitting around anymore (laughs) you know you just build on that and we i realized that one way to keep yourself busy was just to do everything inspection related that i could and Mm -hmm. i was out i remember back in the first year i signed up to do these flooring inspections I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> like, let's say you had a floor installed, a bamboo floor, or uh-huh. and uh, you had 
problems with it. It was separating gaps or whatever. Well, they would hire, the manufacturer would hire a third party flooring inspector to come out and to make an assessment. Was this an installation problem? Was this a material defect or was this just a consumer, you know, issue? They damaged it or whatever. And you would have to make an assessment on them. They didn't pay much at all, but they were great fill-in jobs. And I didn't know what I was doing. I devoured every book I could about flooring and read stuff online and tried to figure out what I was looking at. And thankfully, there was a guy that worked at the inspection company, and he was very kind and supportive and helped me. And but it was an example. You wouldn't think about that, but it was just some oddball thing that you did to try to pick up a little bit more revenue. And that was one example. But out of that, we started looking at every possible service that we could do that would fall under the mission of helping people live in safe, healthy, and comfortable homes. We started doing energy audits. That led to us doing energy ratings and where you go out for a builder and you rate the home's performance because it need energy star or not. That got us into doing blower door testing and duct leakage testing and, and all these other, and, and now we have a whole division that does the energy services. Then we have done other things with the home inspections. We added radon, of course, that's an easy one in Colorado. But then we were one of the first companies to actually hire a sewer scope person on our team, not a third party. It's somebody, one of our teammates. Then we added mold testing. We added uh, just any services we could, pest inspections. We added water quality testing. And we're constantly looking at new services and new ideas and new things we can try to broaden our base of what we're capable of and it does a few things as a multi-inspector it not only gives you a lot of things going on to keep guys busy but it also gives you a pathway for guys to grow within the organization so if you take a guy who's got some basic housing experience but has those other two foundational principles of dealing with people and understanding technology you can start him out at an entry-level point of doing radon pickups and sewer scopes and then maybe he adds mold testing and then he adds something else and over time you're training him and teaching him and he's getting more and more comfortable in the role of doing what he's doing and he's getting in that flow and so i would encourage anybody you want to recession proof yourself do everything you can do that falls under the umbrella of inspections it's hard. It's not easy. It's so easy to just say, I've got my process. This is how I do it. I do two a day. I don't do any of that extra crap. I just do inspections. <laughs> you know, that's easy. Anybody can do that. And I guarantee you, no offense against those guys, but a tough time comes along. They're the first guys who are out there looking for a full-time job somewhere. because They didn't diversify themselves to be prepared for because at any one time, some market's peaking and others dipping. Maybe it's seasonal. Maybe it's recessional. But you've got to go after everything. Throw every idea on the table. See what sticks. 
try it. You know, anybody in our team will tell you that I'm constantly throwing out ideas. Hey guys, what do you think of this idea? Some of them fall flat. Others are like, bam, we got a winner. Let's run with it. Let's develop a template. Let's do some marketing. Let's do get website built up. Let's go talk to people. Let's go out and promote it. Let's put together a presentation and you get that cookie cutter formula going for adding stuff and you get in that groove and you get in a roll and you just keep on keeping on and you don't care if there's a recession or not. You just keep on fighting every day, every week, every month, go after it. Gosh, love it. That's motivational talk right there. Um, it, but the diversifying, yeah, you can't say it enough that in a recession, a lot of these types of inspections will still happen. Um, you know, some of them independent of the home purchase, um, whether that be, you know, rentals turning over energy audits. Um, these are all things that still happen. Uh, but I think some inspectors forget that, um, gosh, if your volume gets cut by 20%, how do you fill in the gaps? Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be smart financially and and save and do all those things that every one of us should be doing, no matter what industry we're in. Uh, but you 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 have to just keep pushing through. And you know, we went went through the worst recession any of us have lived through, and and I can't imagine another one being any worse I guess I could but and there's lots of scuttlebutt going on right now about it and lots of news articles and it's noise what, what did somebody say I think it was uh, Elon Musk said gotta always separate the signal from the noise <laughs> I, I love that yeah I'm sure he wasn't the first person to come up with that but right. he says it all the time and I love that you just gotta get just forget that noise focus on what you can do and put together the plan and push and do it and don't let up love it love it um i don't want to keep you too much longer I, you know we've been on for a little while i definitely appreciate it what um you know one what's the future outlook for you guys like how big do you want how you set goals for how big you want the company to get, or is it, Hey, I take it day by day and we keep grinding. Um, we don't, we don't have financial goals. We don't look at numbers and say, we want to be at X number for a revenue target. I don't, I want the numbers to be the result of what we do, not the target. And we, we try to look at what, what services can we add? What good ideas do we have for new services that we could introduce or a new segment we could target? Or are there growth opportunities, whether that's regionally or within one of the segments we're working that we don't feel we have enough uh, market share or something we got really good traction on this year that we think that's it, that's a winning formula right there let's try to exploit that and let's do more of that and do more marketing around it and blog posts and everything to try to push that particular thing and then we let the numbers the people and the growth follow i mean in the, in the service industry growth in numbers comes from adding more people and and growth in people comes from just doing that 
groundwork to get all those services introduced and to stay on your marketing objectives. So we'll we'll just let it go. We're gonna just let it be organic and go where it goes. And when it feels right to hire, and we've gotten so much smarter on the hiring process and the recruiting process and the screening and and having multiple people interview folks and and consensus building on is everybody's got right on this person and we just are going to keep doing that formula and go where it takes us and if that's another one person fine if that's another 10 fine we'll just <laughs> let, it, let it let it live its own life in in a way I like it. I like it. Believing in the process, uh, more focusing on the day-to-day habits. That's, I think the sky's the limit for you guys um, in that sense and couldn't be a better market for it again. So it's, uh, I think you guys will be just fine. Um, what keeps you up at night? One of my last questions, if anything. Um, it used to be one specific thing and I've kind of gotten beyond it, but I used to worry about the people that work with us. Mm-hmm. I, I had this really passionate desire for people to be really successful and, and, to, and to feel like that stumbling onto our company was one of the best things that happened to them because we tried so hard to take care of them. Mm-hmm. I, used to just, I used to just worry so much about whether we were giving people the right opportunities and and giving them good pathway to professional development. And, and I still worry about that, but I've gotten beyond it. Now I just, I'm, I'm so focused on the process these days and the process of, of internal and external communication and processes of doing what we do and, and refining those to where you're just in that flow as a company. And that's what, it doesn't keep me awake out of worry. It keeps me awake out of excitement. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds sick and people will be like, get a life, buddy. But I love what I'm doing. And I know my wife Ann does too. We're both teammates in this. And, and I like to think that other team members feel the same. But I get up early and I eat, drink, and sleep this because I'm having so much fun. And so it's not a worry that keeps me up. It's more just what's going on and the excitement of things and and the things we got going. And that's not silly at all. I think the highly driven people that are listening and myself included um, chuckle at that because you know the feeling of being so excited with ideas and there's so much to do and not enough time in the day to do it that sometimes you're giddy and you're just excited and that's what keeps you up. And so I totally get it. It's uh, it's, it's fun when, cause this industry really like there's no cap on how big some of these companies can be. You know, it's like we work with companies with one guy and there's elite out in California has 50. And so it's like, there's, it's only, it's as good as you want to be. And I think that should keep people up because it's damn exciting. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, you could have the same fun in any industry you're in and it's just keeping it fresh. And I mean, I'm excited working with you guys. I, I You have a, a vibrant company and you and Mike have 
you seem like you have a good synergy between you and a good mixture of the two skill sets and what you bring to the table and that meshes so well and such a good team around you and it's fun to see companies like yours that are that are just they're nailing it and they're just feeling it and yeah there's challenges and yeah there's a list full of features ahead that you need to work on but hell that's the fun part right exactly executing energy you know networking with like-minded people um yeah i keep saying this i can't wait to have a conference out here um and i think that would be that would be great energy to get a lot of the like-minded inspectors um in the same place do it we'll <laughs> yeah there you go you sp- we'll help you i mean there's one company that would love to see something like that yeah you know, anytime you build that positive energy with people it's just everybody feeds off of each other yeah be great you could speak at it we get vendor do it do it all up so that that, that's that's on our 2019 to-do list um but speaking of conferences are we going to see you in san diego i know i keep asking you this i am not (laughs) gonna go this (laughs) no problem i i i didn't sit tell say this out loud but i'm not doing inspections anymore i finally my knees don't cooperate and I finally decided I was better off in the office helping and made that transition. And so now I go to inspection world every other year, sometimes every three and, but all, uh, almost all the guys on our team will be there and get a refresher and I recharge their batteries and see what's new. And I'm sure they'll, be in the spectora booth giving you guys grief for we'll treat them i'm i'm giving everybody a list of features and i'll we'll time when we go into the booth to <laughs> the feature request list yeah <laughs> we'll treat them right we'll make sure they don't stay out too late we won't uh we won't be definitely won't buy them any beers or anything like that we won't oh, have any yeah. fun i'm sure oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, how to load pictures into your report or something. I'm sure. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it's for though. It's all about recharging your batteries and what better place than San Diego in late January. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Hey, I want to, I want to wrap up here, but was there anything that you wanted to chat about anything we didn't cover or anything that you wished I would have asked you? No, I feel drained. I drank a huge coffee beforehand. You can really <laughs> I'm ready for a break now. This is like, this is my life laid out in a Spectora podcast. So I hope the team, the only thing I hope is that the team that works for us isn't laughing too loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've been, I bet you they've been listening till the bitter end. Uh, and I'm sure it was entertaining. I hope so. I, they know me well and they know I bring this passion every day. So we'll, they, they'll probably just roll in their eyes and yep, we live that. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. But well, if, crew. if there's uh if there's anyone that wants to get a hold of you, is, is there a good place to find you, whether that be social media, email, website, what's the best place? We love web traffic. So please go look around our website as much as you would like. Uh, <laughs> no, um, we're scotthomeinspection.com. Um, you know, if there are other multis out there, I am on the Facebook group, 
for Spectora's multi and uh, mm -hmm. so love sharing ideas. I tend not to pipe in too much unless I feel like I have something very relevant to say or helpful to say, but I'm always lurking in the background there and listening in and uh, I get guys call once in a while and want to swap some ideas. I'm very open to that. I feel like everybody stands on each other's shoulders and if there's something I know it isn't rocket science and it's not like I'm created anything. I'm just discovering. So happy to pass on to people. You can email us and our emails on the website. You can get a hold of me that way. And uh, yeah, happy to help support the industry. Love it. And uh, agents, property managers, anyone else, uh, scotthomeinspection.com. I'll link to it um, in the description. Um, and I'll link to, yeah, link to the blog post we'll get from you of some books um, that, you know, have kind of inspired and kind of guided some of uh, your beliefs. That's a great uh, uh, holiday blog post to do. The top, everybody does the top 10 list this time of year. So maybe we'll work on that top 10 books that inspired us. Boom. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, George, thank you so much. Uh, this was, this was fun. This was a blast. This turned out great. Um, and yeah, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for doing this podcast. I listened to the back episodes once I knew about it and it's fun to hear other folks going through the same kinds of stuff. And so I admire you for doing this. I know doing these things takes effort and time and, and energy and I respect what you guys at Spectora do and keep on keeping on. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for contributing. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking real soon. Thanks, George. All right, sir. Talk to All righty. All right.